Star Wars Sessions. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, and this is the regular show where anything from the galaxy far, far away is a subject, whether that is covering recent news, looking ahead to the upcoming releases, taking listener questions, or just covering a specific topic per episode. Uh, we do it. So jo- who's we? Who's we? Joining me as ever. Joining me. In the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is my Jedi Master co-host, co-pilot, Clone Commander 5052 Blylo Ren, or for those of you who are keeping tabs on Galaxy's Edge, Bly Moradi himself. Oh, wow. Another one. Another <laughs> Bly name. These keep getting better. Hey, Matt, you all right? Hello there. <laughs> Very well. For those listening, we are recording on a Monday. Thankfully, we've got the worst part of the day out of the way, so now we're talking Star Wars of an evening. Uh, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I've, I have a little bit of a cold. I've got... A bit of a blocked nose and a little bit of a cough, so you guys are going to have to bear with me. Um, but other than that, I'm ready to shoot the galactic breeze. I like it. Let's do it. So let's talk some Star Wars. What's the word from the cantina, the latest news? So first up, we've got uh, apparently Benioff and Weiss, the Game of Thrones creators or showrunners. Apparently their, their series of films is going to be set long before the Skywalker saga, which I'm assuming is Old Republic times. Now, the internet's gone crazy for this, as you'd imagine. Not like the internet to not go crazy, but when you heard this, this came out, were you excited? Did you kind of think, eh. Yeah, I, I was, um, I, well, I was always under the impression that their trilogy was going to be set um, more in the future. I just, I, I had that in my head. I guess um, it kind of makes sense because they've not clarified what time it was meant to be in you know whether it's going to be old republic before the prequels after the sequels or whatever or if they were going to completely you know start again almost you know start a a, a new um what's the word i'm looking for a new phase yeah yeah. you know so i i had no clue but all in all i think it's um pretty good news i mean i uh, one of my friends i'm going to do a cheeky little shout out here um, one of my friends in Margate, uh, his name's Isaac, Whoop. Isaac Pevy. Yeah, there we go. Shout out to my brother. He loved the Knights of the Old Republic. He loved that game. And he always goes on at me saying, oh, mate, you've got to play it. You've got to play it. And I think I missed the hype on that game because the time it came out, my brother had a PC. I didn't have a PC. Mm-hmm. I had like a PlayStation 2 or something. Good and times. I don't think... Yeah, so I was playing Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2, right? And, and Battlefront and lo- lots of other games. Um, but I don't think I had the opportunity to play Knights of the Old Republic. So it, it kind of, I missed it a little bit. I do know somewhat of the lore and stuff like Darth Revan and so on and so forth. But I think, from my understanding, this trilogy is completely, not, it's nothing to do with that. And I don't think it should be anything to do with that. Um, and then it's probably going to be just a 
uh, we're going to learn a bit of where the Sith and the Jedi came from. I don't know. I'm up for that. All of that. I wouldn't be against the Old Republic because so many people want Old Republic that it's crazy. I mean, I never, I've never been it on the games either. What I will say is the the cutscenes and the cinematic parts of the of the games I've watched on my YouTube are incredible. They are yeah, so good. good to watch. But I mean, I, is it Old Republic or is this Knights of the Old Republic? Because um, I think Old Republic is Darth Malgus and that, that those guys, and the Old Republic is yeah, Revan and uh, Exar Kun, Darth Traya, Nomi Sunride, and the Bastilla Shan. Is it that, or are we going to go somewhere completely new, or is it going to be a mix of all of it? Oh, um, it's got to be something new. Right? Are we going to see the it's Mandalorian Jedi War and that kind of stuff, which we've heard about from Legends? I'm well, I'm really interested in what they do. I see even if they do any of that, but. Yeah, the the only thing I can think of, right, is that the Obi Wan says to Luke that the Jedi ruled like over the galaxy for a thousand years yeah. or a thousand generations, actually. So that's like that's a long that's time. A long time. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a long time, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's good news, you know. But this has come from a source uh, on the Star Wars News Network, I believe. Um, yes. And they're, they're even they're saying, I think, on their article, take it with a pinch of salt. They don't always say that with art- other articles. Um, for example, I think a few months ago they said about the Obi-Wan series coming out, the Obi-Wan spinoff possibly coming out. Um, and again, even I think a lot of fans are taking that with a pinch of salt. I'd love that. So I think... Yeah, and I, I think that's that's probably going to happen. I can see that happening for sure. But this trilogy, it, it'd be brilliant if it was set in the past. But yeah, let's see, let's see. We, you never know. We might we might get some information on it. Uh, um, celebration. Well, yeah. I mean, are you are you a Game of Thrones fan? Do you watch it at all? I, I'm not. No, I'm not. I've seen the first what four seasons, I think, and. I think a lot of people jump to conclusions because that's obviously set in medieval times, if you will, or the the you know a long time ago in a Westeros far away. So I think people are just possibly assuming that they were going to do something set back in the past because of Game of Thrones. But um, I can't imagine the two styles meshing all that well. And I can probably I think I can hear people screaming at me for saying that. But obviously, Game of Thrones is rough and ready and raw, and everything that Star Wars isn't. In terms of how yeah. it's display, how it's presented, however, there are elements of it which could work perfectly. Like the politics side of it, the um, uh, families against each other, or how have you, or the factions against each other, that could work brilliantly. There's other things obviously which wouldn't work quite so well. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'd I'm interested, but absolutely going to take this with a grain of salt. I think in my ear, I think I heard somebody mention something called celebration. Oh. Oh, Star Wars Celebration, yeah. Chicago, 2019. Let me tell you a story, Matt. Last week after our recording, or, or the other week. No, it was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my missus and I, no word of a lie, were thinking, you know, should we, should we just do it? Should we see it? Should we just do it? <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was turning out to be too expensive, right? I mean, we looked at flights. We looked at maybe some hotels or Airbnbs, and we were looking on um, the this website called Light L Y T E. Yeah, I've heard Which are that. reselling. Yeah, a really, really good platform. They're reselling uh, basically unwanted Star Wars uh, celebration tickets. 
and it's only like I think it's something stupid like twelve or seventeen dollars on top of what you're already paying um, to, to get in, which which is nothing, right? So yeah, we were looking to see if it was if it was possible, but the trip was looking to be in a, about a thousand pounds or so. You know, by the time we get out there and have food and stuff, but wow, all of this talk about celebration. Uh, the podcast that I listen to, the YouTube videos, the Star Wars official uh, media, like the Star Wars show. I'm getting so excited about Star Wars Celebration. It's getting real. One of the highlights, of course, is that we now know uh, what panels what panels are on and when. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little look at this. Obviously, uh, the big one is on Friday. So celebration actually starts on the Thursday, ends on the Monday. So it's the longest it's long Star Wars celebration ever. However, everyone's going to be looking at the Friday one, right? And that's when everyone's everyone's counting down um, to 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 see. I'm going to be seeing it live from from the stream. Are you, Matt? Um, I am. I think I believe Chicago is five hours behind London, the GMT time. So I think it's going it to be. Is, yeah. I've got a feeling it's going to be four o'clock in the afternoon here. So um, I am going to swindle it so I can watch it live because I'm not missing out on this one. I think this is the first panel as well, but what a way to kick off having the episode nine panel first. What a way to set everything off. Oh, it's going to be amazing. So I, I'm going to be watching that uh, from my living room because I'm leaving work early that day. So am I. There's no think. two ways about <laughs> it. There's no two ways about it. I'm leaving. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do what I can to leave work early that day because i need to be back at my home and i need to watch the panel live and i'm I'm not missing a moment from it i can't wait it's gonna be brilliant so that's friday at 11 a.m chicago time um everyone's gonna be wanting to look at that so anyway i think that's the highlight of the friday right there's there's some other cool panels i think Saturday, we got the Galaxy's Edge panel. That should be pretty cool. I think we've we've seen a lot of Galaxy's Edge already, so that should that should be interesting. But I think what everyone is really anticipating, especially me, is Jedi Fallen Order, yes. the video game that's coming out later this year. The single player game we've spoken about consecutively for the last few podcasts. Um, it's got a mention in there somehow. I can't wait to have some more details on that. The best thing about the announcements on the Celebration website and StarWars.com is they've said pretty much all of the big panels, which we're going to mention, at the very end, it says, you're not going to want to miss this, or we've got a few surprises for you, or something like that, which just makes me even more excited that we get episode nine. That's the, that is the cherry on top of the ice and on top of the cake, which Luke's missus makes. Then we've got galaxy's <laughs> edge, but then things like galaxy's edge, there's going to be these surprises there. Jedi order, what fallen order, what are they going to have as a surprise for us there? And, and the other ones, that's what gets me excited is not just finding out sort of the, you know, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of, from the panels. It's what, it's the surprises. And we're going to, I'm not sure how anyone in Chicago in the actual uh, auditorium is going to survive, let alone the guys in the live stream, because my mind is blown just with excitement at all the surprises from Ooh. each panel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They're, they're, they've got, they've got, they've really pulled the stops out this, uh, this year. And I think it, there did, there was a feeling, I think with the other celebrations where once the um, main film, like the rogue one panel or the last Jedi panel, force awakens panel was kind of done that it was, it, it, it 
felt a little. It's, I'm probably using the wrong word, but it, it felt a little downhill yeah, from there. Right? Nothing was as a big deal. Yeah, but I, I'm also, I've got, I've got in the diary this one. I've actually put this as an alarm on my calendar because it's a Sunday. We're all going to be chilling, right? It's the Mandalorian. Yes. Same time, 11 a.m. The Mandalorian panel. The first TV show. Are we going to see footage? Live TV show. It's, it, it, it looks beautiful. Obviously, uh, John Favreau has posted a picture the other day um, of, uh, I, I forget the guy's name. Taika Watiti. There we go. There we go. That's why, and that's why Matt exists. <laughs> that's just why I exist. I'm Taika Waititi's sort of that, soul. <laughs> but, well, Matt is pretty much walking IMBD. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I try. Um, anyway, so the Mandalorian panel is going to be there. I mean, surely we're going to have something. They're right? going to drop a trailer or something. Or, surely, surely. I, I mean, the only... The only reason why I could maybe see that not happening is because maybe they don't want it to conflict or confuse people with the um, episode nine trailer. But I mean, mm. when else would you do it? I and mean, I've got a feeling they they're just going to literally throw everything out there. Here's a you, you like Fallen Order. Here's a teaser gameplay trailer. You like Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. You know, eat this trailer for breakfast. I think they're going to throw everything at us. Oh wow! Give me some syrup. Yeah. I'll eat that. Bre- I'm going to destroy that breakfast or brown sauce, whatever you want. Um, you can keep the brown right, sauce. So I'll have the syrup. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, um, yeah, on on the Sunday, Saturday, and uh, Friday, we got busy days. Yep. We got really busy days, and even on the Monday, <laughs> we have the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel, the Resistance two sneak peek, and closing ceremony. And that's on Monday. So even Monday, there's going to be interesting stuff. There's going to be cool stuff going on. I'm looking forward and to that Phantom oh, Menace uh, 20th anniversary panel just to see who they bring out and to see what the, not the atmosphere, but people are warming to the prequels now, I think, a lot more. We know that Ahmed Best and people like that are going to be there. And, I hope, and, I'm, hope, and I'm pretty sure he's going to get a good old reception from the crowd. Um, but I'm interested to oh, see what they, yeah. just, just what they talk about, whether it's the making of, their experiences on set, how it's what doors is open for them? I'm just really excited. Is George Lucas going to be there for that? Maybe that would be amazing because Luke George came on uh, the 40th celebration, uh, 40th anniversary celebration um, panel in 2017, didn't he? In Orlando, right. and that was amazing. And, and they didn't announce that. Um, oh, and just just before I forget, there's also the Clone Wars panel on the Sunday. I know that's going to be a yes. big deal for a lot of people. You know, I mean, we're, we're just scratching the surface here. It, it's going to be just one big Star Wars party. Um, I, I, it sucks we can't be there. Um, but wow, I'm I'm so jealous of everyone who's going to be able to go. I know, and the Clone Wars, are they going to, they're going to possibly potentially show an episode of the uh, hashtag Clone Wars saved, the final episodes. And I mean, I, yeah. I sat down also and thought about going... And really started looking into it. Difference is, my missus didn't know about it, and she probably she must not know about it in case I decided to go. But because um, we need food, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I am envious of everybody going because that, again, that's just touching the surface of what there is. We've got rebels remembered as well on a Saturday, so they've got Dave Filoni and the entire rebels gang are going to be there reminiscing about that. Of course, you've got the podcast stage. You've got it's, every night has got speed dating at the end of it. So if you, if you were fancy hooking up or finding a galactic girlfriend or a whatever word we can say for boyfriend, speed dating. Who, who would who knew? 
I can't believe that. A, uh, <laughs> I can't believe that. I thought that was a joke. No, I thought you were just pulling my leg on the email. No, I went through the <laughs> link and I was like, speed dating. So I, I clicked on it. I was like, I'm going to check this to see if it is. And I was like, no, it actually is speed dating, which is great. Why not get people to like-minded folks together? But um, yeah, speed dating. I mean, that's, I mean, where did you guys meet? Oh, Star Wars Celebration. It was just after, it was just after the Rebels Remembered panel. <laughs> It was beautiful. It's just after the Ren of Destiny was announced as the episode nine trait title. Oh, leave it out. <laughs> Ren of Destiny. No. I'm going to throw out that I, I messaged Luke the other day. I woke up on um, some time the other day, just before work, and I thought, oh, I've got hired up. It was almost like a dream or a premonition. It came to me. I thought, I've got a horrible feeling that they're going to, they will be called Star Wars at Galaxy's Edge. Firstly, to tie into Galaxy's Edge. Um, but also as some sort of mystical, weird title. But Star Wars at Galaxy's Edge. And then I thought, I can imagine Disney pulling that. And I know Lucasfilm pulled the strings, but Disney pay the wages. Imagine that, because I know that you weren't entirely keen on that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if... It, it doesn't... It sounds too much like a title from... This is going to sound really dark, <laughs> but it sounds too much like earth yeah you know i think it i think it matches the disney parks and whatnot but it sounds too too disney outsidery yeah yeah well yeah i yeah i i i'm not a big fan i'm not a big toy fan. story at galaxy's worse. age yeah it's not star wars war <laughs> you know it, i've heard a lot worse but to walk um, the sky oh these guys, it's like they have nothing to do. They're just they're just pumping out these lame names. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Can't wait. In a, in in, a, in seventeen days, that will be no longer needed. That's we'll have a title it, soon. Episode nine. We're never going to call it that anymore. Well, very it, rarely. But it's gonna it's gonna. We're not even gonna say. Oh, episode nine comes out soon. It will have a title. Oh. We spent so long calling it episode nine that eventually it'll, that will just be. We'll, we'll listen to these again one day. We're like. Remember we used to call it episode nine. Little did we know. Episode nine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It'll it'll be really weird. It'll be really weird. I'm looking forward to it though. I, I can't wait to see what they got. And also, did you hear with uh, celebration? They've actually changed the way you get into panels. <laughs> I have heard about this. It's uh, the lottery system. Star Wars Twitter has blown up. Shall I say about this? And not always in the best way. Well, I think I actually. Coming from someone who queued up at Star Wars Celebration Europe in 2016 at the London Excel Centre, uh, I camped out on the cold floor <laughs> inside. Uh, well, I, there was there was hundreds of us locked inside uh, that night, and um, it was a good laugh. It was a really good laugh. But in retrospect, a lottery system is probably <laughs> a lot better. It's probably a lot better and probably a lot more fairer. Right, it's it, or more fair, yeah. it, it, especially for people you know like yourself. You have a family, um, you know. If you're taking your whole family and you wanted to <laughs> get into a panel, you know, it, it 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 it's fairer on them, right? It's fairer on people who who you know might not be able to camp out all the like the till from eleven a.m. till eleven a.m. the, the next, next day. day. <laughs> <laughs> 
there are some dedicated people in the Star Wars family. Um, but listen, I, I think a lot of people are kind of looking at this as good news. And I, I think it's good news. Some of the fun, though, is camping out and, and being in, the, in line and stuff. Um, but that shouldn't be the highlight. That shouldn't be what it's all about. And actually, in, in Orlando, where they had the lines, like the line was crazy. I think it was worse than uh, the one in London and, and the one in Anaheim um, mm-hmm. for the Force Awakens trailer. And I, I, I feel like Lucasfilm probably felt a little bit embarrassed by it because they're seen as inciting this kind of almost like cult-like <laughs> dedication <laughs> to, to do to do this like really unnormal act of sleeping out in in the streets and stuff. If you want this trailer, you have to sleep on the street for it, says multi-billion dollar company. Uh, There we go. Uh, There we go. So, (laughs) do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like the line kind of brought this upon themselves, really. And and I'm I'm one of those people that was in that line for for London. So, you know, I'm not on my high horse or anything, but I could see this coming for sure. Yeah, I... A lot of people have said, one of the main complaints I've seen is that the that side of it is gone, that kind of communal side where you'd have, like you say, a hundred out of the hardcore camping out, sharing stories, just having a great time together. And then at the end of it, you get, you know, the, the reward, the gold at the end of the tunnel. But, but and one of the other complaints I've seen about, which I, which is kind of linked to that, which has caused a bit of... Um, Fiore is that by having a lot, and I think having the lottery is actually entirely fair. But what it's what people are saying is, well, I I'm a bigger Star Wars fan. I've liked it for longer, or I I've yeah. come from further away, or I'm more committed. I I would yeah. sleep on the floor. Whereas that guy over there has just turned up with his wife because he's been dragged along, and he gets to the episode nine thing. I mean, everyone's paid yeah. the same. Well, apart from your ticket um, bandings, everyone pays to get in. So a lot of people are. It's true. People are saying on it's that, true. but you can't please everybody. And I think a lottery system is the fairest way that, you know, nobody's getting picked because they've paid more or they've come yeah. further away or they're not, nobody's getting yeah. penalised for having, like you say, a family or disabled access or anything like that. So everybody has the same chance. So for me, it's a good thing as long as it goes smoothly, as long as the app doesn't crash, as long as they don't over-allocate tickets or something like that. But... We're yet to see how it works out practically. So I'm sure we'll talk about that in a uh, future. Hopefully, uh, well, I mean, me and Luke are going to be struggling to get through our front doors to watch this. It's going to, it's going to be a line to get into our front rooms to watch these. these <laughs> it's true. I don't know. Let's let's see how it goes. Uh, but either way, celebration. Seventeen days. Oh wow, that's Can't mad. And anybody out there wants to know everything that's on at celebration, go to StarWarsCelebration.com. There's a there's every day is planned out there's so much yes there's speed dating there's a celebration of women in star wars as well on the saturday which is probably going to be very good as well so yeah starwarscelebration.com check that out and just do what me and luke have done just revel in the star wars geeky nerdy goodness and uh, start thinking about booking your late flights because i've already booked my flight to the next celebration whenever that is but so <laughs> that's kind of they, they were kind of the main news that came out since the last episode we did and there's obviously lots of smaller bits that came out or rumours or just things which are plain ridiculous. So we're going to chuck some of those out quickly now. And the first one I read was apparently, and I don't know how excited you are to to read this, to hear this, sorry, or if you'll even recognise him because of the red arm. But apparently C-3PO is going to have a larger role in episode nine 
alongside Poe. Now I tell you that. What's your what's your first reaction? Ah, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's it. There you go. Again, again, it's rumors. Number one, uh, number two, everything is relative, and we are talking. I think the way I read this was in a sequel trilogy context because in the in context you know c-3po had big roles in in the prequels yeah uh, especially the phantom menace he had pretty big roles as again as a minor character not as a major character in the original trilogy force awakens very minor last jedi very minor yep and this one is probably going to be akin to how much we see him maybe in a new hope or Return of the Jedi. We're just, we're just going to see more screen time of him. But is this, you know, front cover Star Wars, front page Star Wars news? No, it's not. Next. Nope. Unless C-3PO <laughs> wins the war for everybody then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was it. What's up next? Uh, what do we have? It's just like, it's, it's, it's non-news, isn't it? Really. Um, anyway, next, uh, we got Rogue One originally had a happier ending, including a marriage before reshoots. <laughs> I don't know who the marriage was. I I, I guess Jin and Cassian, but it's got to be Jin and Cassian. I know right? it's got to be Jin and Cassian, and they would just ride away happily ever after to their honeymoon in Alderaan, and yeah. that's why we don't see them. <laughs> yeah, but then um, look, Kathleen Kennedy thought, and it was Kathleen Kennedy thought, that's we're not having this. Let's just have Vader come in, slaughter the rebels, and have everybody die on Scarif because that's what we people come to see. But it worked for me. It worked for me. A marriage. Yeah. We've only ever seen one marriage in Star Wars, and that, like we mentioned in the last episode, that brought down the entire galaxy pretty much. But <laughs> I, this is before this is before the reshoots, so before um, uh, the guy's name escapes me, who ca- came in to he- help with the rewrites and the reshoots. Oh yeah, Apparently yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. this that was how it was going to win. Just, I, I've got no other details, and every article I've found hasn't got any details because apparently there was going to be a really happy ending, including the marriage. So now. Would you rather have Vader slicing fools or a marriage? Well, it's got to be the fools, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Unless Vader entered the marriage and started cutting down the guests. I don't know. Or the cake. Yeah. Maybe he could cut the cake. Yeah, there we go. Mazel tov. <laughs> One slice or two. <laughs> um, so, yeah, apparently there was going to be a marriage. I, My mind boggles at the thought of that after seeing what we've got from Rogue One, sort of that boots on the ground war film. To end in yeah. that would have been bloody awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, not good. I mean, not good. Bit cheesy. Moving on from cheesy to something else, which may be on the same level. I'm into actually. We know Return of the Jedi ranks in Luke's top one of all the Star Wars films. So certainly in the top two. Uh, Return of the Jedi is our man Blylo's top Star Wars film for the most part. Now yeah. there's a there's a sh- there's a sh- there's a rumor going around that Disney Plus, which launches at the end of this year, which seems to be give ev- everybody their own show. Apparently, the Ewoks might be getting their own show on Disney Plus. <laughs> Over to you. I mean, the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> it says it all, doesn't it? Um, yeah. the, the thing is, right? The I've heard. I think this is like the eighth spin-off film yeah. series. Thing, I rumor I have heard in the last two months, and it's getting a little ridiculous. And I'm starting to not see what's real and what's what's absolutely a load of rubbish. <laughs> um, 
if if it is an animated show, you know, for Disney Plus for the kiddie section and stuff, I can understand that. that That'd be sense. pretty cool. Yeah, it makes sense. I'd be really surprised if this is legit. I'd be really surprised. I would still watch it because it's got Star Wars on it. But um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't rush to see. I would, like I say, this, everybody's getting a spin-off. I think in the next show, we're going to play the yes no game. We're going to come up with the most obscure characters possible. Would you watch them in a spin-off? Yes or no? Because it is Let's just getting, do it. It's getting ridiculous now. It's like third trooper to the left. You get a show. But yeah. I like the Ewoks, but for, I mean, they don't really say a lot. Literally, this, or make any noises apart from pointing yeah. a lot and jabbing at sticks. So it wouldn't be the most entertaining thing to watch. This reminds me a few years ago when everyone was guessing on about that third standalone film. Yeah. What it was going to be. And we got, we got so many suggestions, ideas, rumours, <laughs> confirmed rumours, definite rumours, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, it's still not happened, guys. We still don't know what that third slot is going to be or if there is even going to be a third slot. We know that there was some stuff in production, but, you know, we don't know for definite, do we? We we don't concrete. No, I mean, no. the rumour, which apparently has got, we're talking rumours this month, but the rumours that apparently have got some foundation is that we've got the Mandalorian and Cassian Andor, which by the looks of it isn't having any um, real presence at Star Wars Celebration, but uh, Lucasfilm apparently trademark or have pretty much concrete plans uh, for a third TV series, which is going to be shooting in London next year, I believe, 2020. And wow. this is coming from apparently somebody who works in the studios of his Star Wars have booked the time out for a, as yet, untitled TV series. For me, I hope it would be Kenobi. But again, these are all rumoured. But there's, a ch- there's apparently the word in the cantina is that that may also get mentioned at Celebration, unveiled, oh, wow. whatever this third TV series is going to be. Well, they might they might do that schedule. I mentioned it a, uh, a podcast or two ago. Um, they might do a schedule of what they, what's kind of upcoming. Oh yeah, yeah like, like a roadmap, kind of like what Marvel do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, but again, I, I think Disney are playing the and well, Lucasfilm are playing things a little differently from now on. Yeah, I think they learned from the scheduling disaster of Solo six months after the Last Jedi and. This kind of, this kind of, how do I say it politely? Mm-hmm. The conveyor belt of films yeah. and media, and you know, not not to say that I didn't, I don't love Star Wars content. You know, far from it. I hope you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's what I you cut me open, and it's just Star Wars. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's 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 see. Let's see. Sometimes rumours do more damage than good. Yeah. Can you imagine just last just on that? If Kathleen Kennedy came out of celebration. On the uh, you know after the Mandalorians just that the the fever pitch Mandalorian the trailers played guys we've got another TV series to line up to tell you every member of the cast ever is at Star Wars Celebration apart from Ewan McGregor he's the only one that hasn't been announced you Kathleen Kennedy comes out and says the third show on Disney Plus is Ewoks can you imagine oh. how everybody was even then like that horrible sort of Oh man! No, oh my God! Really? No. Can you imagine everything no. downer? But that is the point, actually. You and McGregor is pretty much the only major star, other than Natalie Portman. But I don't think she's going to be there. You and McGregor is the only star who hasn't been mentioned. Hayden Christensen was recently revealed to be there. Ian McDermott's there. So pretty much, you and McGregor is the only one who hasn't been announced. 
maybe they'll get him out on stage with, with an announcement. That would be incredible. But so that was yeah. The Ewoks is apparently going to they're apparently going to get a new show, uh, their own show. So uh, what's next? I'm well, moving on from that. <laughs> so um, this one's a little bit more serious. Um, there was a recent article in Forbes written by Scott Mendelson uh, saying that the cat the success of Captain Marvel is great news for Episode Nine. Um, and the, the gist behind this is that Captain Marvel um, had some controversy around it uh, leading up to its release, um, mostly about some comments by Brie Larson um, and people taking things way out of context. Um, and that, that, you know, to call a spade a spade, that this is a female-led yeah, film. Just say how it is. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, you know, because of some comments she made saying, you know, we want more diverse casts, that that is, um, you know, implying that we need a uh, white people genocide. Which is just madness. So, yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Should be good for you and me, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> two white, two white British uh, people, men. Uh, yeah, we, we, we're we probably going to die in the next few years. According, according to, to, certain, to a lot of people. Yeah, sweaty areas of the internet, we are... We're all on the way out, so we better get our pitchforks ready because uh, there's yeah. a war coming and it's not a Star War. What a, what a, it's, it's a, there's a great article, actually, because, yeah, there was all that controversy and all these apparent... We're, we're going to boycott Captain Marvel. We're going to go and watch Alita Battle Angel, which is a good film. Instead, we, ah, we're not going to go and watch it. Women, blah, boo. It's about to cross a billion dollars worldwide. So, you, wow. Disney and Marvel, and they're, they're sitting there thinking, yeah, boycott away, because we're, we're, we're counting all this money to the bank. And uh, to, uh, to be honest, half of these people online probably went to see the film anyway. They just didn't admit it to their mates, because Captain yeah. Marvel was a you know a very decent film. It's a, it's a good Marvel film. It's, you know, it's not brilliant, but it's a good Marvel film, yeah. and, if, and it's, gonna, it's about to cross a billion dollars worldwide. Heck, if having more female leads, having more diverse roles um, in front of and behind the camera is a is a is a bad thing, then what's happened to this civilization? Because it's it's, it, it's, yeah. the, it's the best thing we could have. Star Wars does it. Marvel's starting to implement it more and more. It's happening in other genres. We've got Jordan Peele's Us has come out recently, uh, and that's leading the way as well. So I struggle. I don't want to get into a too much of a political rant, but I struggle to find. The problem in having, uh, you know, minorities, females, LGBTQ, anyone in a film. I just wonder why that's a bad thing. But maybe that's just me. No, I think I think the the point the um, for for me anyway, the point the article was making right was that episode nine can can do well because Captain Marvel has done yeah. well um, because because the female lead thing. Um, but also because of fan backlash, and I, I think the the article hinted at this, but I don't feel personally that it took into co- to consideration the context of of the two um, franchises, right? So, yeah. so Marvel's just come out of a, a phenomenal, phenomenal year. Infinity War being being unbelievable in terms of uh, scope for the fandom. Um, for for numbers, for attendances and whatnot. And the thing is, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. Marvel seems to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think no matter how 
you know, no matter how many people or how many people want to shout and scream about, you know, this isn't white supremacy or whatever, or I don't like minorities and these all that rubbish. I feel like the 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 article doesn't address properly that that actually Lucasfilm has made some daft mistakes, mm-hmm. and that and that is not in casting a, a Ray, right? That is not anything to do with Finn being black. It's to do with the fact that the Last Jedi, whether they like it or not, was a divisive film. Yeah. It caused a backlash, right? You and I like The Last Jedi. We really enjoyed it. In fact, there are moments of it we, we love. I watched it again last it, night, and right? it's very very rewatchable, if not the best of it's, the lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal film. It's a phenomenal film. It's not my favourite. It's not my favourite Star Wars film. Uh, it's not even my favourite of the new ones. Mm-hmm. But then also, on top of that, releasing Star Wars, uh, the second Star Wars anthology film, Solo Star Wars Story, six months six months after the last jedi where we've been used to a year and then before that three years between star wars films and that's even before mentioning that we had a 10-year break between uh revenge of the sith and the force awakens i think it's a bit silly to 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 try and compare the two episode nine of course it's going to do well you know is it going to earn over a billion dollars globally of course it is it's the it's the end of the Skywalker saga. Um, no matter how many trolls are trying to trying to dismantle that or destroy that, uh, there's a particular YouTube channel that I watch occasionally, only because it comes up on my uh, YouTube suggested mm-hmm. uh, feed. I and and this guy is basically anti anything Disney era Star Wars. Right? He 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 just talks. This like pure apostasy uh, against anything Star Wars. It's a great and, word, by the way. That's a fantastic word. <laughs> it's, and it's just um, it, the thing is, it's in his interest because his channel is quite popular. It's gained some traction since the Last Jedi, and that there are a big chunk of people that do feel that that film let them down, and that's you know that's fair enough. Yep. That's completely fair enough. Is it going to harm the the um, episode nine well i'll answer that with with a with a fact we know that blu-ray sales for the last jedi outsold infinity war by a long shot yeah oh yeah they did right so yeah let's see let's see episode nine is going to be fine it's going to be beautiful i can't believe we're even having to bring up whether episode nine will be a box office hit the only way it wouldn't be a hit is if, if it to me if it didn't make a billion dollars, I think that it would be quite alarming because of just because yeah. of the drop from the Force Awakens to the Last Jedi to nine, you'd think, hmm, there's a mass, and obviously Solo's takings, but it's it's going to make a billion dollars very quickly. I mean, Infinity War took yeah. the record for what nineteen days? I might, or I don't know how many days it was. I mean, Episode nine, if when it gets good reviews and it is ep- it is epic and as emotional and as as hopefully sensational as we will hope. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be close to that. I'm not. I don't think. Gonna sell through that. Yeah, I think Endgame's gonna win. Endgame will take the box office, but we're not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there are Star Wars fans out there who live and die by the box office, but I just want the best Episode Nine possible. If it makes Endgame money or two billion dollars, that's wicked. If it makes one billion, great. As long as I like it, 
Like Luke loves Solo. I love Solo. Didn't make it. It made peanuts. It made a packet of crisps at the box office. But does that do whatever? Do I when I, when I watch that film? I don't think. Yeah, should I like this because nobody saw it? I don't care. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, the articles are by Scott Mendelson, who usually writes some decent articles. Uh, yeah, it yeah. is. It's articulate and to the point, and yeah, I, I think it sums up his point quite well. It's it's very interesting, and actually, it's it's worth a read. Um, it's very financially focused as it, as it should be, you know, cause it's Forbes magazine mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you're looking at businesses, you're looking at, at Disney, especially with their acquisition of uh, Fox, wow, yeah. which was completed the other week. You, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be lots of facts and figures. Um, but what, what I don't like is almost this bowing to this minority of trolling, right? Yeah. The, the really we should just be ignoring Sad, sadly humans don't act like that i don't even act like that it's sometimes you you do take the bait um but yeah that i i think that covers the the uh article properly yeah and uh well once the show's out uh which you're listening to now we will we'll link it on on the socials. so if you do want to have a look at look at it check it out um after that i mean this this next bit was something which i found more sweet we mentioned the Last Jedi, and recently I'm seeing a lot more think pieces and articles about how the Last Jedi has actually got so many hidden layers and things which relate back to the mainly the OT, but also the PT, the prequel trilogy. And this one is a doozy to me. It was simply in A New Hope, Luke Skywalker first sees Leia as a hologram from R two D two. In the Last Jedi, Leia last no quote unquote sees Luke. As a hologram, he's a projection, which is what you know. In, and it's kind of like it's just that beautiful bookend. He sees her as a hologram projection to start, and the last time she sees him is a hologram projection. And it's not groundbreaking news, but the more I read articles like this, the more things start jumping out, which are which I never ever thought about in a million years. But it's just come to light recently, and I thought it was a a nice a kind of poignant moment to mention in the films and it also just shows goes back to what we said about the last jedi being a filmmaker's film ryan johnson didn't just make a film for a laugh threw some space horses in there there's a lot of depth to it and it's just these kind of things which which just make me happy basically and it also gives me a lot of confidence in more more confidence in ryan's trilogy when he starts writing that in the fall starts it in the fall or next year but yeah i mean i th- i like this did you think this was a uh, nice or did you think it was a load of old pony no, I no, I think it's um, I think it's really nice, and it's really fitting with the rest of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it's it's poetic. It hits the beat, so so to speak. I think that's what George used to say. Yeah. I'm trying. I think with nine, I'm trying to go go into the film with real clear expectations. But I think we're going to get a better idea of the themes of the film and the feeling and and the flavour of Episode Nine uh, with this trailer. Mate, I can't wait for the trailer. <laughs> just for that, just for that tone, man. Because the last Jedi averted my expectations by being kind of downbeat in a way. The trailer was. I can't wait for this. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Cannot wait. So, in other news, we got uh, Queen's Shadow book revealed. Um, so this is about the uh, Padme, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. In between is one it, and two. That's right. That's right. And from what I've heard, again, because I've not read it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh it, it, it's it's uh, there's a lot of politics in there and apparently it's it's really well written really well written um so that released the other week and so far it seems to be quite popular 
I have read it because I'm the sort of guy who gets it on opening day. But yeah, it's prop. It's very political, but not in a. But it's done. Really, as E.K. Johnston wrote it. it. It's really well written. It's not boring. It's so well done. It's about Padme and her handmaidens. And when I thought that, I thought handmaidens. What those those girls in orange in the background of the Phantom Menace. But they've all got. But they all come to the fore. And there's so many. I'm not going to go into any spoilers because it's a new book out, and you know people haven't read it. But yeah, you know, they've all got their own reasons for being there and even things like the those amazing dresses that Padme wore in The Phantom Menace they they're not just dresses and if you read the book you know what I mean it's nothing mental it's nothing stupid but really clever little details and the epilogue to this is it's that is is incredible it's all I'll say is just amazing how it ties into Padme and her relationship with the Skywalker family um, and it just adds a nice emotional end for her character. Not an it well, for after Revenge of the Sith when she has apparently had a died of a broken heart. This goes into that and expands in it and actually gives you a really nice emotional end for the character and and the handmaidens. And if if you haven't read it, guys, go check it out. It's available uh, as an audio book. Go to audible dot com or wherever other audio book retailers are available. Go and get it from there, or just go get the old hard book itself, paperback. Really worth reading, and the the Star Wars canon novels are getting better and better, I think. But it does Padme's character justice because I know she's got a huge fan base out there, and um, it's just another feather in A.K. Johnston's cap because I believe she wrote the Ahsoka book last year, which was pretty good as well. So, yes. yeah, yeah, that's really critically acclaimed. Yeah, and this it? has been as well. The fans really like. Check that. it out just for yeah, that epilogue, yeah. man. So, yeah, I mean, Queen Chad, I can't say too much about it other than I thought it was a very, very good book. Brilliant. So Luke's going to go and read it after this. And the final little tidbit of news <laughs> was Resistance. Star Wars Resistance uh, had its finale uh, very recently. A show which I have gone on record on this show as saying I wasn't overly keen on. Oh no, I wasn't invested in, sorry, because I didn't find it too vital. Once you get past the first mm, few episodes, you know, maybe the first half a dozen, which are kind of more aimed at the, t- at the demographic we thought it would be. A bit more kiddie, not stupid. It never panders, but it's a bit more... F- you know, uh, open and fun. After that, it starts to explore the First Order more, how they are as people, how the galaxy sees them, and it's set, as we know, right before The Force Awakens, and we get to see tests of, or, or failed tests of Starkiller Base. So what how, what was it tested on? What happened? What was that area of the galaxy like? And it ended uh, the other week, and it has ended so well. The last two episodes were actually really really good which i never expected to say people have been saying it's better than it's probably the best first season of any animated show i'd have to rewatch rebels to decide on that because i remember that started off a bit iffy and then got yeah, better and better started off dodgy. but resistance yeah 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 good for, good uh, i i really enjoyed the finale we are at the force awakens stage now season two is going to start you know pretty much in that time gap between all that is those moments between the Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, we're going to be getting that. Will we get any characters from the films? Maybe. Are we going to get any characters from the extended universe like Battlefront 2? Uh, any of those guys going to come into it? So there's a lot of potential Ooh. there. And and again, if anybody, anybody hasn't seen it, it's worth it's worth a watch. I would say stick with it. It is at times can be quite uh, challenging, especially certainly for the first part. But heck, it's, got a, it's already got a big fan base. And the finale was... Very, very good. Enough to get me excited for season two. Mm. Says Yoda. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 
so yeah just moving on from news we have some questions we we asked uh, all you guys to send us through any questions you had for matt and i and we'd answer them on the show so we we answered we asked people on instagram and uh facebook and i think an, another place twitter as well right matt twitter that's the one <laughs> all those socials that other social media that i forget <laughs> yeah, that um, social media thing the kids do so yeah matt if you want to take us away start, yeah we starting on uh, with instagram uh, Kelly Hoston, I certainly have I've pronounced that right, Hoston, Hoston, please let me know if I've said that wrong, aka Kelly underscore Hoston, she asked, what was our favourite Rebels moment, brackets, probably easy to say moments, um, I mean I had a couple, Obi-Wan versus Maul was one of them, Oh yes. the dialogue between them, you know, the, the real, realisation that this was actually it, I mean people didn't like the fact that Maul came back in the first place in the Clone Wars, but regardless of that, this duel was brilliant and it showed obi-wan's growth and how maul stayed rigid due to his hate and i think it took a lot of people by surprise because how quick it went but obi-wan versus maul was a brilliant moment in rebels for me i mean i've got three or four more but what did you, what was what was one of your f- favorites oh well i i would have said the um maul versus <laughs> obi-wan fight as well uh i thought that was brilliant uh but i really loved the Twilight of the Apprentice oh. arc. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Really good. Uh, and I remember watching that on my phone in bed because I don't have uh, anywhere. I, at the time, I didn't have any other way of watching it. Uh, so I watched it on my phone and it was like mirrored because I streamed it off some weird website. <laughs> um, but it was... <laughs> mirrored. Uh, anyway. Just how George and <laughs> Dave Filoni wanted it to be seen. <laughs> mirrored on a phone. But um, yeah, I thought the whole the whole arc with uh, Ezra and Ahsoka really really cool. Um, but also, uh, as per usual, I look at things a, a little different to most people. I visually think Star Wars is uh, Rebels is phenomenal. Um, I think the landscapes look brilliant on the planets and whatnot. They're very Ralph McQuarrie. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah. And, 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 yeah, they're very cool. And um, one, this is a little touch. It's a really tiny touch that I really enjoy. Is all the explosions are similar to the ones they use in A New Hope. Oh yeah, yeah. So so when oh, yeah. when a uh, when a, when a ship gets blown up or something, it's literally like they took the effect from A New Hope, like that seventies fake explosion, <laughs> right? And they've just plonked it in Rebels. And I think that's just like a really nice little touch. But yeah, artistically, I adore Rebels. Really, really love Rebels. But I, I think that Maul versus Obi-Wan episode was, was so beautiful. So beautiful. So I, I'd probably put that as my number one. It's too. not a bad moment, is it? In that Twilight of the Apprentice, there's a moment as well when Vader, like the absolute, you know, like the man he is, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's got no chill. His TIE fighter descends down and he's standing on top of it. As he comes towards Ezra, he's literally like, here I am. What are you going to do about it? This thing flies itself. And I love that bit. Just, I remember watching it thinking, wow. Ezra turns around and just sees this ship descending and Darth Vader standing on top of it, just staring at him. There's, a, there's a, the episode where Zeb and Agent Callis are stranded together and they kind of have to... It's a pretty quiet episode, but they just have to talk things out pretty much and 
they become friends because of it, and oh, it yeah. starts Callus off be- towards the re- uh, rebellion. Sorry, the Battle of Atalon from season three, when Thrawn basically just lays siege to the rebel base, and then the Bendu goes mental and starts throwing lightning at everyone, and just shows yep. how Thrawn would have won. Ahsoka versus Vader. I- I'm not a massive fan of the Ahsoka character overall, but I liked this episode. I wasn't even too keen on the way the duel ended. Was kind of op- how open ended it was, but it's got that brilliant moment when yeah, Vader's really mask is smashed and he's got his orange eye just staring at her, and she and he looks at her and he says, "You know, yeah. then you will die." I was like, "Yes, not that she'll die, but just the way he said it." And obviously, Cain and sacrifice. We all knew it's going to happen, but he did it for the greater good, yeah. and it also the fallout from that was, I thought, beautiful uh, and really quite heavy for a, what was billed as a kids' TV show. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Good, good moments, and I, I love Rebels. It's a brilliant series. So, so the next question we got through was from Jake, aka Joe Castahu. <laughs> what a cool name, <laughs> Joe Castahu. Um, what three things do you guys want to happen in Episode Nine? Uh, well, I, my one's very first one's very quick. I mentioned it before war. I just want a big epic war. The war. John Boy said. John Boy Ager said we're going to get the war to end all wars. I want it, the Resistance versus the First Order, plus everybody else who wants to bundle in, like the old playground uh, days. Yeah. Did Leia's message get to any other massive factions? Will there be this invading threat from the beyond? And Because if, if they are going out on nine, and StarWars.com, Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, Oscar Isaac, everybody's saying this is the end now of the saga. These nine films will be 1977 to 2019. That's it, that's Star Wars' main saga done. If they're going out, this needs to be the battle that ends the saga, that huge battle, and bring, you know, peace potentially. It needs to be massive. So war is yeah. my first one. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a brilliant, brilliant one to start off on. Um, I'm going to be vague with mine. I'm going to say satisfied. I want to be satisfied. Yeah. And by that, um, I want everything to make sense. I want there to be a reason why the force had awoken within Rey. I want a completion to the Skywalker saga, because right now I think that is, or the Skywalker lineage, should I say, mm-hmm. as a family. Um, because right now, I mean, honestly, I think it seems a little grey. It's it's not necessarily as clear as it could be. Yeah. But let's see let's see how that goes. So yeah, and and I, I think I'll actually I'll leave the next one. I'll leave the next one. Yeah. 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 Mine's going to be less intriguing now. I just want some better character development for Finn and Hux again. Make them feel important and drop like this comic relief. I think The Force Awakens got Finn just right. And I think he got General Hux just right. You know, when he's doing his space Nazi screaming on Starkiller. He's Weasley without being, you know, wet. Whereas in The Last Jedi, he's he's basically the the court jester of the First Order. And Finn... Didn't really get an awful lot to do in the last year. I rewatched it, like I say, yesterday. And there, he does get more to do than pe- many people remember. But it still kind of feels like a side thought from what he did in The Force Awakens. So more more work for those guys and just make them feel like they did in The Force Awakens. That's a good point. That's a good point. I- I'm going to say my, my next wish <laughs> would, be, <laughs> would, that, would actually be an answer to who Snoke is. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I, I would really like to know who Snoke is, how he got there, and why he was so powerful. I have a theory that it's to do with the outer 
um, the the outer rim or the um, unknown regions. Sorry, not the outer rim, the unknown regions. Um, but I have a whole theory about that uh, that I think I've mentioned on previous podcasts. But I think that Snoke is to is 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 here to infiltrate and weaken the galaxy. And now that he's been killed, there's going to be some other big bads turning up saying, "Hey, you killed our guy. <laughs> now we got to finish the job, right?" And and the, that's that. I'd love some clarification on on that. I hope we get some. I hope we get some. I got. Oh, I just. But then, because oh, Ryan Johnson went more into Snoke than JJ did in terms of actually giving yep. him screen time, and now JJ's back. Is he just going to be mentioned and never seen again? Are we just going to get in a novel, which again for me works? But I like the character, and I like the the possibilities are incredible for what they could do. If Leia knew him, uh, Han knew him. Uh, Luke Skywalker knew him, so everybody knew of this guy, apart from us. So he obviously had some sort of meaning in the, you know, the larger story. So hopefully yes. we just don't see him as a cadaver at the end of it all. But my last one was Force Ghost Anakin because why not? JJ's never, oh, JJ's never said he's linking them all together. But what better way to sew everything together than have Hayden Christensen? He's got to be Hayden back as Anakin to appear to Kylo just for some words of advice or just his voice communicating with Carlo just kind of in his head or you know his force voice projecting around his chambers because it would actually it, for me it would be awesome and it would also explain why Kylo talks to Vader's battered mask because he says you know show me again show me again so he's obviously spoken or, or communed somewhat with this mask or the spirit of Vader so why not yes. just what why not it doesn't have to be big and long because people say oh we've got too much to cover 30 seconds if just if that well, how long was Yoda in The Last Jedi for? Uh, two, two and a half minutes, if that, or two minutes? Didn't take up any of the story. Vital, though. Yeah, good point. Good point. That's, no, 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 that's my number three. I'm going to be really simple uh, with this one because there, there's 101 things I'd love to see in episode nine, but I'm sure there's even more things that we're going to be given that I never knew we wanted yes. that I'm, I'm going to fall in love with, right? But finally, I, I really hope we have an amazing lightsaber fight. Oh, yes, we need one. Yeah, yeah. We need one. The Starkiller base was great. We didn't really get one. We didn't get two in the last Jedi. We got a, no. we got the Praetorian Guard and then, you know, Force Luke pretending to lightsaber yeah. fight. So yeah, which brings which it on. brilliant scenes, brilliant, like phenomenal scenes. But um, yeah, I, I'd I'd love just some classic good versus bad. Yes, that's what it is. Star yeah. Wars lightsaber fights yeah for sure we need it that's it that's it i want to be playing in the forest of a stick inspired by episode nine looking like a nut job in the forest like waving a stick around it's going to be great it's going to be beautiful anybody in the south essex area who sees a couple of guys who are who look too old to be doing that it's me and luke playing outside of a supermarket <laughs> with our sticks so don't, just go on with your day it's fine we've next question came from uh will mcnamara aka mcnamara underscore jedi he sent submitted three questions which uh all all of them are doozies and one of them actually links into what you've just said the first question is Quite simply, is Snoke Darth Plagueis? I would love Snoke to be Darth Plagueis. Depends how they approach this. If they're going for what I just mentioned, that Snoke is from the the unknown regions, he's from this like threat from, from there, this new threat, no, I doubt it. However, if they want to maybe 
stick with a more uh, linear story where or or that it, how can i say this where it's more character driven then it's it's definitely a possibility it's really is a possibility and i feel like jj uh, this is going to sound daft and i know that it's been mentioned a thousand and one times by many different people and we all know that everybody's snoke theory sucks mm. Um, <laughs> shout out to Steel Wars. I really feel like the music for Snoke, his theme in The Force Awakens, was so, so similar. <laughs> so similar to Revenge of the Sith during the opera scene that, you know, how could it not be? It's ridiculously similar. I mean, similar. it makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense. It makes sense. <sighs> Well, you're right. It does make sense. The musical cue is pretty much dead on. If he hadn't have been, if Ryan Johnson hadn't killed him, I would have said yes. The only reason I say this, like, because people have said, well, Luke force projected himself, and Snoke bridged Kylo and Ray's minds. Surely he's powerful enough to force project himself. However, I can't imagine he he learned how to force project himself and force project himself getting cut in half and force project himself just laying there bisected as Hux and Kylo are arguing. He might he would have made. Because imagine him thinking, hurry up, guys, <laughs> this is hurting. But it would have made sense for him to just be Plagueis, and it would have really given, again, it would have been a quality tie-in to the lore and the prequels, and it actually would have probably helped Palpatine's story as well, knowing that, because um, yeah. in the in the expanded novels, Palpatine sensed something from the outer re- uh, unknown regions, and something was calling to him. could have been his old master, and it would have been a brilliant tie-in, but seems like they're not going to go that way, but I would have loved it to have been that. Or it yeah. still could be. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 have to see. We'll have to see. But again, I'm not sure. Could go either way. Could go either way. That's a good question. Will we've got two more, which I I really like these questions. Yeah, they're brilliant. Um, so the next one is: What do you think of the idea that Palpatine created Anakin? What do you think, Matt? <sighs> Anything's better than immaculate conception, which we got in the prequels. I oh, just mm. the idea that Shmi Skywalker became pregnant. Didn't think it was weird whatsoever and got on with her, just got on with her life. I mean, Palpatine laid it out during the opera scene. He pretty much said, you know, this guy this guy could create life. Oh, and I might have known him. And then in a recent Vader comic, it pretty much alluded to so unsubtly that Palpatine created Anakin within Shmi Skywalker via the Force and probably the midichlorians as well. <clears throat> but, um, I mean, why why not? I'd be, I'd, I'd be fine with it. I mean, would that make Palpatine... Luke and Leia's Force Granddad, in a weird, strange way. Does that would that make everything a bit smaller? It's pretty. Lucas film actually gone out on Twitter. I think it is um, Leila and Chi, the Keeper of the Holocron, Holocron and uh, Pablo Hidalgo have kind of said, and Matt Martin has said, it doesn't. This doesn't confirm anything, but you know, it's there if you want to believe it. Yeah, I. I think my short answer is no. I don't feel like I, I think it's there that it's a possibility to be explored another time, but that's you know that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It's, a huge it's, deal. it's yeah. And would the Sith be responsible for creating you know the Chosen One, and then Luke, this guy who sparked? I don't know. I don't. I, I I'm definitely leaning towards no. It it it'd be interesting. But I, I don't think so. So if they came out tomorrow, if if, if Lucasfilm came out tomorrow in whatever guise and said, we're confirming it, 
Palpatine created Anakin, which kind of makes him his dad. If they came out and confirmed it, would you kind of just be like, ah, because it makes this massive kind no. of wedge in canon, or would you just, or would, be, oh, what would it? Ah. Well, I'd I'd want them to do it properly, and I don't think a comic book, I don't think a book, and I don't even think a an, an animate an animated show is is a good enough platform to present that sort of you know saga changing information yeah, it's huge that's 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 what i think that's what i think but i could be wrong yep um there, there's been hints and nuggets all over the place but nothing's been confirmed so it kind of looks like it that might be the case but they're playing it quite wisely by not confirming anything kind of like yoda's species we're probably never going to know but the evidence leans more towards if palpatine did create anakin but as long as nothing's confirmed we can't nobody can lose their mind so well played lucasfilm um the last one from mcnamara underscore jedi was uh this is this is tough this one was for me and i think it may be for luke as well but best star wars music and in the spirit of generosity go first please <laughs> because it's tough okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough i'm gonna say if i want to feel good and i want to um, have a really good time. It's the victory song, oh, yes. the end of Return of the Jedi, which was added in. It's not. It's not a yub nub. I would say Binary Sunset, mm-hmm. which is stunning, which is a beautiful bit of music. And I think I'm. I'm gonna just go and say the the Luke's theme. Yeah. Yeah, and and the opening. The op- Yeah. Is is that called Luke's theme? The opening. Uh, I think it's called opening fanfare. I think it's called. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna say the opening. I'm gonna say the opening. Oh, it's tough. I mean, I could give you like hundreds because I love them. Oh, binary right. sunset is stunning. Yoda's theme is beautiful. Leia's theme. Then you got like the dark songs, like songs, lots of dark themes, like Anakin's betrayal, which is brilliant. Ooh. Jewel of the Fates. If you want, if you just want to, mm-hmm. if you want to go to the gym and just feel like getting your sweat on, just put Jewel of the Fates on because. <laughs> People may not believe it, but I have been to the gym before. Um, maybe not quite so recently, but I used to go to the gym. The throne room from A New Hope. I love that. But for me, Across the Stars is number one. I think it's, I've mentioned it before. Across the Stars, a love theme from episode two. And kind of, it's just a, uh, it's this beautiful, yearning, emotional. It's kind of tragic at the same time when you listen to it. And it's a right throwback to like the sweeping old uh, scores and the golden age of Hollywood. So Across the Stars is my number one song theme. But it, it, you know, there's so many others which could usurp that at any time. Um, Yoda and the younglings is brilliant, so I could go on forever. But so we're going for opening fanfare by the sounds of it, uh, Luke's theme, and across the stars. So hopefully, McNamara underscore Jedi, you can go and listen to those right now and think of us. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Good, good options. Thank you, and you too. <laughs> uh, so next we had uh, Ben Brockbank. Thank you so much on Facebook. He sent through a deluge of questions, which we are ridiculously grateful for and we've had to spend a lot of time actually going through them what we're going to do is we're going to pick two of them for this episode in the next episode we're going to roll the rest of them over or at least a lot of them because uh they are actually really good questions which could actually take up an episode each uh and i mean that sincerely so we're going to pick two of them now and then we're going to roll the next ones over so i'm taking did obi-wan or yoda believe vader could be turned back to the light and i say no way because they seem pretty set mm. that if Luke wouldn't fight Vader in capital letters, then all hope was lost. They never said, go and see Vader, have some Tatooine tea, um, some Scarif scones, Geonosis jam, and a good chat about being a better person. <laughs> they was all about 
killing him. Padme and Luke were the only two who believed that there was still light in him. So I don't think Obi-Wan or Yoda believed Vader could be redeemed. Did you have, do you think that, do you think yes. that or? Yeah, I, th- I think you got that spot on, mate. Spot on. And I also feel um, that this is slightly answered in Rebels. Um, by Dave Dave Filoni, um, where where of course in in Rebels Obi Wan um, slays Maul, and um, Darth Maul says, you know, is he the chosen one? Obi Wan yes. says he is, right? Because they feel that that Luke is the chosen one. Yes. Luke's going to bring balance to force. Great right? point. Darth, Darth Vader is is null and void. He's the enemy. He needs to be killed. As far as they can see, Luke is the only one who sees the good in his father. Yoda and Obi-Wan uh, don't see that. And actually, you can kind of understand why why they have those sentiments, even if they're, they're good-hearted and we know they're good-hearted Jedis. It's because they're from an era where the Jedi, you know, actually got a lot of things wrong. Yeah, they did. That is a brilliant yeah. point, and I mean that. I hadn't thought so about that. That's my answer. Yeah. No, good. it's a good question. Thanks it's for really listening, everyone. Question. I've been outdone. I'm not going to be able to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> No, good answer. Good question, Ben. Ben, good question. Th- thank, I, thank you for all of these questions, and I mean it. They are excellent, and we will be covering all of them. So, so I chose. Did you like Luke's arc in the Last Jedi or not, and why? Um, I did actually, Ben. I really liked uh, Luke's arc in the Last Jedi. I'm, I'm actually really glad that Luke didn't come in and just save the day with his green lightsaber and slay down the the enemy and loads of stormtroopers and stuff because I feel that that wouldn't have proved anything. No. Um, I think the fact that Luke lost faith in, in himself and why he was a Jedi was actually very him, and it was very fitting. And the reason I say that is because Luke, a lot of people have this opinion that Luke is an optimist, and he's not. He's not actually that much of an optimist. So why he believes in the Force. He, yeah, he's a whiner. You, you go look at A, a, a New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and, and Return of the Jedi, Luke kind of does his own thing. He disobeys people. Yeah. He, he, he's a pessimist. <laughs> he doesn't believe. Ray, for example, is an optimist. She believes. She doesn't need much convincing. She believes. She is, she's happy to go along with a lot of plans. She's happy to, to listen. She wants to spur on people for, for the good because she believes in the good. Right. And, and that's the difference between those those two characters. However, Luke is easily the most powerful Jedi we've ever seen in Star Wars. And we know that because he's done something that we've never, ever seen before. He has mastered a technique that is the most Jedi thing ever. He was able to defeat the First Order to allow the resistance to escape, to start the spark that's going to burn down the, start, the First Order, all without killing one person. I think that's awesome. I think that's fantastic. And I think that it's people, you know, I think it's interesting. It's a tragedy. It's almost Shakespearean that Luke had his heart broken through one mistake. He made mistakes in the original trilogy. You know, and he and people, I, what I see most common online is that people are like, but he saw the good in his dad and stuff like that. How come he just saw this one thing in his nephew? Well, wait a minute. You've got to think that Luke has built all his life. He's, he's built this new Jedi order, built a new generation of Jedi. He has effectively solved 
you know, the galactic civil war, he doesn't want to lose that. He, he will do anything to prevent that from happening again. And through a split second, he sensed that Kylo had that evil in him. And he also explained that it was Snoke. Snoke planted it there, right? And in, through a split second, a, a bad decision, he, he thought, you know what? I'm, I'm too much of, of a big influence on, on the universe and on the galaxy. I've got too much on my shoulders. Maybe I, I need to sit this one out and, and think about what, what we can do about this. And there wasn't much he could do until Crate, until we came in and saved the day, saved the galaxy, and inspired a whole new generation of Jedi. That's what I think. Luke is my hero, and I mean Luke Bly. <laughs> no, spot on, yeah. He, originally, I wasn't sure, because the, I, get sw- I got swept up in the movie, The Last Jedi. I was like, you know, when, you, when you first see a new Star Wars film, it's over, almost overwhelming. But when I sat back and reflected on it, it like you said, it's the most Jedi thing of all. Confrontation about violence, kind of peace prevailed in the sense that Luke saved the Resistance thought of the First Order without ever actually drawing his laser sword. He never actually got his lightsaber out. He'd seen the darkness in his dad and his actions, not just the fact that Darth Vader's bad. He saw what it did to the galaxy and, of course, Palpatine. And he sensed that darkness in Ben Solo and he panicked. You know, he had a moment of weakness. He panicked. But do you know why? Yeah. Because he's human. He's not a machine. He's not a god just because he's a Jedi. He's still a human who had a momentary yeah. lapse. He never struck Ben. Or he never went to. It's yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's just a fear of another Vader that turned his arc to yeah. ice. But then, you know, again, his life's work was gone. His teaching was sabotaged and burnt to the ground. His nephew had been lost to the darkness. He'd failed Ben. He'd failed Han, Leia, and in his eyes, the galaxy. So him retreating to that Jedi temple on Ukto and closing himself off the Force wasn't a stretch. And when he was found, he was reluctant, but came round for his sister and the good of the galaxy. And like you said, he provided the spark and the inspiration for the galaxy to believe that there was a way to get into the light from yeah. the darkness. And at the same time, he pretty much destroyed Kylo Ren in the process. He made him not only look like a complete Nana in front of most of the First Order, but what is that going to do to him as a person? You know, he, this is not the first time he's failed on such a massive scale. So I loved, but in terms of Luke's arc, I thought it was a perfect arc. And obviously looking out of the twin sons at the very end was just Oh, stunning so and beautiful. Fitting. So beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, I, I loved it. And it, it, that's not to say that's not necessarily what I expected of this new trilogy. And I, I can understand the disappointment or maybe even the underwhelming feeling of, of Luke not being with that green lightsaber, being a badass and saving the day. But, you know, you, you also have to think of this practically, right? That Mark Hamill wasn't going to come in and doing all these like sort of effects and stuff like that. How they did it in in that battle with Kylo was brilliant. It was brilliant, really good effects and whatnot. But it, you know, it, it, there comes a point where Luke, if if he just come back and battled everyone, how has he grown or changed as a character since Jedi? He hasn't. Nothing's changed. You know, that doesn't make sense to the context that's around the galaxy. You know, so um, yeah, and and you you just look at other characters in in the saga. You know, did Obi-Wan make mistakes? Did Qui-Gon make mistakes? Did um, Yoda. Yoda make mistakes? Did Mace Windu make mistakes? Yeah, <laughs> failure is one of the biggest themes of this story. And he says and it himself. It really surprises me how people, yeah, 
really, really surprises me how people don't see that. Really, really surprises me. But there you go. I hope I hope that that that's my opinion on it. And and I think everyone everyone deserves their own opinion. And there's very good arguments on on at on both sides. But I think generally it's it's an artistically. Oh, it, it's beautiful. And it's a credit to uh, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, failure is the greatest teacher, as our little green friend said. So, yes. that, Ben, thank you so much for those questions. Like I said, there's about seven more, which we are going to get to. I promise you we are going to get to them because, like I say, they are, they're the kind of questions which me and Luke are going to get our teeth into and we're going to have a good time answering. So yeah. we don't want to do a disservice by brushing over them. So we are going to get to those. So we've got two more to end off before we jump into a quick canon character spotlight as well. So Luke, what's the last few? So we've got what panels at Celebration are you most excited to see? For me, episode nine, The Mandalorian. I'm pretty sure I made that real clear at the start of the program, (laughs) but I wanted to reiterate that because that's a brilliant question. Um, If I had to chuck a, a different panel out there, um, I'm really looking forward to maybe seeing what they do with the Phantom Menace one. Like like you said, that might be really cool. Yeah, I'm going to echo episode nine, of course. Everyone's looking forward to that. The Mandalorian. I'm going for Jedi Fallen Order as well, because I just want to see oh, yes, what they course. do with that. Yeah, the Phantom Menace should be good fun as well. And that, was from, that question was from Chad Benefield on Facebook. And Jen Marie, she's a friend of what I watched tonight from AnakinAndTheAngel.com. So thank you for that. Uh, and the last one was also from Facebook, from Eric Walden, who sent in this uh, trivia question, which I had no idea what the answer was. So let's see if Luke did. I do know the answer now, but Luke, what coordinates does Han tell Chewie to set before entering the asteroid field in Empire Strikes Back? What? Yep. what exactly. <laughs> what coordinates does Han tell Chewie to set before entering the asteroid field? Okay, I'm going to guess there's this recurring number in star wars is it the what's that film thx uh double one three eight yeah is it that no but that's actually but when you when you said number i thought no he's gonna get it, it isn't that i had i had no idea i the only the only reason i got the answer was because eric and chad actually confirmed it on online do you want to know the answer go on i, I didn't ring any bells the answer is a number it's two seven one so there we go anybody out Fair there enough. <laughs> played along with our Star Wars Sessions trivia. So, um, yes, thank you, Eric, for that fun way to win the questions. As again, <laughs> what a legend. Broken record, but there are other questions from Ben. We will get to those. But uh, now, moving on to the final part of the show, it's a truncated one this time. Uh, and it's, it's Session Spotlight, where we grab a random character from canon. We, get, we assign ourselves a number between one and infinite, and it pulls up a character. It could be Luke Skywalker. You know, it could be fifth trooper from the right in a short story from a magazine somewhere. So, Luke, we're going one each this time. So who is your one canon character who we're shining the spotlight on? So my one character is Phelan. Phelan is a human female who is part of the Free Ryloth movement during the reign of the Galactic Empire. She piloted Chum Sindula's ship when they tracked Darth Vader and the Emperor when they were stranded on the surface following the attack and destruction of the Imperial-class Star Destroyer, Perilous. She also helped Cham and his team escape when they were attacked by beasts known as Gutkas. After, she tailed behind them as they continued the hunt, and when they were surrounded and doomed by a squadron of V-Wings, Phelan came to rescue Cham and got him out safely as the others were slaughtered. (laughs) 
Notable appearances, Lords of the Sith novel. Now, I wonder who those people were slaughtered by. Yep. Um, <laughs> you answered your own question. Is it? Is that our boy? Uh, it's our boy and Palps as well. Oops. Lords of the Sith is an awesome book, if you haven't read it as well. Real good. It just focuses on Vader and Palpatine as they're stranded on Ryloth, basically having to fight their way for survival. Brilliant book. <laughs> and Darth Vader kills a lot of things. Guys. Yeah, you want someone killed, just get... Oh, Vader will write yeah, about Honestly, <laughs> you wait. <laughs> if you ever read the book, that statement doesn't cut... It's never more horrendously tragic and Vader-like than the end of the book, is all I'll say. When I read the yeah. end, I was like, no, could not you come on, please, no. But yeah, they, Vader, Vader be Vader. <laughs> my my <laughs> canon character has also got a great name. It's, uh, it's Palfa. Palfa. A male Nemoidian who acted as director of the Sindon Mining Guild during the time of the Galactic Empire. He was in charge of supervising the guild's mining operations on Gorse's moon Cinder, which was rich in thorolide deposits. When, <laughs> when Paltha objected to the Imperial Count Denetrius Vidian's dismissal of elderly workers, Vidian beat the Nemoidian to death with his cybernetic hands. Sorry. Um... Vidian announced to the stun witnesses that Paltha's death was an industrial accident and moved on. Later that night, Vidian erased his recording of his murder of Paltha. Notable appearance, New Dawn, which is the novel where we first mm. met Kanan and Hera. So, um, ah, right. Yep, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's not a bad book. So yeah, one, one of the characters helped people get from being slaughtered by Vader and the other one got beaten to death by someone's bare hands, cybernetic hands. So, as usual, a depressing end to the show. So, um, as, uh, <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, as usual, we, it was depressing last we week, can wasn't never it? End Vader with a, just killed everyone. We're gonna find, we're going to try and find a happy, but it's all done randomly, but we'll try and randomly pick a happy ending next next uh, time. Yeah. But like I said, that is that. Yeah. That's that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. Uh, another, another great show, another doozy. Thank you so much to my hero of a co-host, Luke. It's been great. And I'm looking forward to the next episode, whether that's celebrating celebration or simply just taking these questions once again. But until then, where can the world find you on the internet? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at leafitoutluke. Leaf.it.outluke. I post a lot of pictures on there. Um, But feel free to uh, slide into my DMs and we can chat the wars. Best damn photographer this side of the unknown regions. You can find me at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk across all of the socials of what I watch tonight. Uh, more so Twitter and Instagram and any good podcast provider worth their crate salt you can find the show more importantly you can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session no plural and on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions with a plural uh, anchor.fm uh, forward slash stars dash wars dash sessions Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Podcasts Podbean anywhere you get your pods uh, so come follow the show online chat with us about anything and everything Star Wars including coarse rough and irritating sand but if you like what you hear Tell your Star Wars buddy that uh, there's a couple of guys out there who just shoot the galactic breeze. We want to hear your thoughts too. We want to talk Star Wars with you as well. Send us questions. You'll be featured on the show. We'll give you a shout out as well. If you love us, give us a five-star review on iTunes because it really helps the show out inordinately. Um, share it with your friends. You know, this is the podcast you're looking for. We have a great time doing it and we certainly hope you have a great time listening. Uh, but until next yeah. time, from me, see ya, and from Luke. Metaphors, be with you. Always. Mm-hmm.